On today's episode of Inspired Wellness with Jessica, we are going to be talking about how to intervene, put a little circuit breaker in your anxious thoughts. I'm going to share some of my favorite methods with you. So if you are somebody who struggles with racing, anxious, worrying, or anticipating thoughts, then this episode is for you. This is Inspired Wellness with Jessica, your new go-to podcast for mind, body, and emotional wellness. Tune in to hear real, raw conversations about stress, anxiety, and holistic self-care. I am your podcast host, My name is Jessica. I am from Inspired Life Collective. I'm an advanced EFT practitioner, meditation therapist, and holistic life coach. And I am on a mission to educate you on how to release stress from your body and dare I say, even prevent it and inspire you to live life with a calm body, a clear mind and thriving emotionally. If you are ready to support your long-term health and wellness, then let's jump straight into the episode. Hello. Oh my goodness. We are in our second week of school holidays. To any mum who is uh, on holidays, if you are running a business while your kids are on holidays, uh, hi, I'm thinking of you. (laughs) We're nearly there. We can survive this. (laughs) I'm just kidding. My daughter's been fantastic um, these last couple of weeks, but it certainly is a juggle, isn't it? Trying to, you know, make sure that things keep ticking over, but also trying to be present as well with your kids and trying to make sure that they get some kind of interaction during the holidays. And, you know, as mums, we really do juggle a lot, don't we? It's, It's crazy the amount of things that our mental load has to juggle. And you know, that mental load is something that can really, really contribute to people's anxiety. I talk a lot about the anxiety and the body. Okay. So the body's role within anxiety on this podcast. Today, I want to talk more about our thoughts because as I know you've heard me say before, our thoughts will impact our body just as our body will impact our thoughts. They are not separate. They are definitely connected and definitely influenced by each other. So you may have noticed a good example of this is you may have noticed that, you know, one day you're driving the car and then you think, did I turn my hair straightener off? And that thought may even give you a little feeling in your tummy, you know, that butterfly feeling in your tummy. That, by the way, is all of the um, the blood supply draining from your digestive tract for your fight or flight response, just in case you ever wondered what that feeling is. <laughs> um, so, you know, but you feel that feeling and that feeling came from a thought that you had. It came from that one thought. Did I turn my hair straightener off? So what happens though when you are somebody whose thoughts greatly impact your anxiety? Okay, when you are maybe stuck in these fearful scenarios, or maybe you are stuck in this health anxiety spiral, or maybe you just find that these obsession, these worrying thoughts, these anticipating thoughts are really hard to stop. And you know that they're making you feel bad. You know that you are not feeling happy 
because of these thoughts, you know that you are not necessarily feeling safe because of these thoughts, because when we are continually thinking thoughts of things that we don't want to think about, we don't feel safe. It's signaling, signaling, signaling to your fight or flight response that, you know, there's something to be alert about. There's something to be aware of. So you're not in that restful, peaceful mental state. Your thoughts can become really overwhelming. And the thing about our thoughts is that we tend to believe them. And we believe them because they're coming from within our brain. Okay, so there's something that we are telling ourselves, and we are wired to believe the things that we think. We, because otherwise we'd be liars, you know? Otherwise, why would our brain want to think that it's making up lies to you? And these things are going to be different for everybody. These thought processes are going to be based on, you know, perceptions that you have learned from what's safe and what's not safe. Perceptions growing up, watching your parents, things that you've experienced, traumas, events, things that people have said to you. Your life experience is going to greatly impact the thoughts that you have and it's going to impact the way that you perceive those thoughts. For example, we spoke last week about health anxiety. So if you are somebody who has health anxiety and you have you know, a friend who has become unwell and suddenly you are looking out for those symptoms because you have this fear that that could happen to you too, you are going to perceive those symptoms or every little niggly feeling to be differently than somebody who maybe doesn't have any kind of anxiety um, disorder as such. Um, and I only say as such because I know that they're called disorders, but, you know, I don't like that word. <laughs> That's just me. So, you know, but if somebody who's not prone to being anxious, that may be a better way to say it, someone who's not prone to being anxious, they might have a little niggle, the same feeling, the same, you know, feeling in their armpit or the same feeling in their chest and they might just go, oh, that's weird and keep going with their day. So you can see how different experiences, different things are going to influence the way that different people perceive their thoughts and anxiety that starts in the mind will eventually impact your body. And as you've probably experienced, you know, these thoughts, they keep you on this constant state of anxiousness. They cause butterflies in your tummy. They might cause you to feel chest pain or shortness of breath or other symptoms that are really uncomfortable or even panic attacks, all because of thoughts. Now, the great thing about thought-based anxiety, though, is that even though I know when you are in the midst of it, it might not seem like you have much control over your thoughts. But once you decide that you are going to work on this, once you decide that these thoughts are actually causing you problems, you will become aware of the times that it's happening. And once you have that awareness, okay, that you are having these unresourceful thought patterns 
maybe um, and they don't even have to be anxiety related you know they can just be negative thought patterns there could be thoughts you know of of a negative focus there could be negative self-talk they could be all sorts of thoughts of doubt of um you know anything it doesn't necessarily have to be worrying it doesn't necessarily have to be anticipating um, it could be, as I said, anything that's just a spiraling thought process, a spiraling thought pattern that is not making you happy. Once you are aware of this, you have the ability to learn tools because there are tools that can support you. And it is not going to be magic. It is not going to just suddenly get fixed tomorrow because you use a tool once, but you can absolutely support yourself with practice of these tools to be able to put a circuit breaker in your thought process before it becomes full-blown anxiety okay so that's why I said that's the great thing about thought-based anxiety and if you experience it you're probably thinking what on earth is good about this Jess it is awful and I know it is but the great thing about thought-based anxiety is that there is still logic okay you are still in a space where you can still reason you can still use logic once your amygdala is involved in your anxiety process and you are in your state of fight or flight response, logic goes out the window, okay? Your logical brain is in the passenger seat. It is not behind the wheel. It is not in the driver's seat. And that's why trying to rationalize yourself out of a panic attack isn't really going to work. Trying to say it's okay, there's nothing to be scared of in the case of a phobia or something that is seemingly irrational, it's not going to work. You can't logic yourself out of a panic attack. You just can't. And somebody else can't logic you out it either. Your logical brain, your thinking brain, which by the way, we only use about 5% of the time. Otherwise, my goodness, could you imagine if we were aware of all of the things that our subconscious is aware of? My God, you'd be telling yourself to make your heart beat like it's too much, you know? So the thing is, the thinking brain, it likes to think it's in control, okay? We have this logical brain so that we can work things out, so that we can navigate this world, so that we can make our good decisions, so we can process our sensory information okay we have all of these things so that we can use our logical brain but when you are in a state of panic logic is out the window so if you experience thought-based anxiety then you have the ability to help logic your way out of it you can choose to use your thought processes to actually stop your thought processes. And again, as I said, it takes time, it takes practice, and it might take experimenting with different tools and different techniques until you find what works for you and what resonates with you, because not everything will work for everyone and that's okay. But now I'm gonna share with you just three of my favorite really simple tools 
that you can try to use if you are somebody who experiences thought-based anxiety. And I want you to try these every day. Schedule time in to actually stop. So set a reminder on your phone or something every day, a few times a day, stop yourself and just ask yourself what you're thinking about. Ask what you are aware of in this moment. And if you are aware that you are going down a thought process that is not serving you, that is not making you feel good, that is holding you back from something, then use one of these three strategies. And the first one, it's going to sound really simple. And, you know, I love to talk to myself, just by the way. I'm someone who will go about my day talking myself through what I'm doing. So this doesn't feel weird to me. If you are somebody who feels uncomfortable talking to yourself, then this may feel strange. But the first one is called stop method. And this literally is you notice your thoughts and they're going and they're going and they're saying, but this isn't safe, but this, but what if this, but what if this, but what if this, but this, 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 and you say stop. You say it out loud if you can. Stop. And the moment you say stop, you need to have something to replace that thought with. And my favorite thing to replace that thought with, because it's so simple and it is so, so easy to remember, is this mantra, which I actually had down as a third thing to share with you, but let's make it the second. My favorite mantra with this, and I use it with the stop method, is my thoughts are not facts. My thoughts are not facts. Say it with me. My thoughts are not facts. Just because your thought has caused you an emotion and that emotion is feeling very, very real. Just because the thought of somebody who you love, who is very much alive and very, very well you might have a, a thought about something happening to them and that might make you feel sad. And so that sadness just really reaffirms that thought for you. It really confirms to your brain that this must be happening because I wouldn't be feeling these feelings if it wasn't real. But it is not real. That person is sitting right next to you, happy, healthy, well. You just had a thought of something that you were worried about or something that random come into your mind. So imagine the difference between having that thought, and I know this is a very extreme example, but having that thought that something is going to happen to somebody that you love, okay, and following that thought, and suddenly your stomach's in knots, and you want to cry, and you're holding them a little closer, and they're like, what are you doing, mom? Get off me. <laughs> you know, imagine if, so the difference between following that thought and creating these emotions and then possibly even snowballing that thought. Okay, well, that person's actually going here tomorrow, so I better not let her get in the car or maybe that's not safe or maybe I'm thinking this for a reason or, you know, what if I'm actually, an, um, what if I'm actually having a prediction of something that's happening or, you know, how you can see how your thought processes can just go way, way out way, way out there. And the reality is that thought was a thought. It was a thought that came from your brain. You created it and you chose to give it attention because it sparked emotion for you. 
So that thought was just a thought. It was not a fact. So if you use the stop method, you may have your own mantra that you like. And if it's around anxiety, especially if it's around anxious thoughts, it might be something like stop, I am safe. Stop, I am safe in my body. Stop, this is not real. Okay, so you can use whatever you want. You may like, if you are at a point where you're actually, you've been doing this stop method for a little while and you are reframing your thoughts. Okay, so you notice the same reoccurring patterns of not being good enough or not being safe in a situation or somebody not liking you. You've noticed the same reoccurring thought patterns then you could actually keep a little notepad or keep a little thing on the notes on your phone that challenges those specific thoughts to reframe them. So I would actually recommend spending some time, if you are somebody who has thought-based anxiety, journaling out some of the reoccurring thoughts that you have and finding a nice way to reframe them. Now, this is... Um, not ignoring problems. Okay, this is not toxic positivity. It's not ignoring problems. It's not saying that things that need to be dealt with can't be dealt with. This is just saying that if you are thinking the same reoccurring thoughts that are not nice, that are not true, that are hurting your feelings, that are stopping you and not serving who you are and what you want to be doing with your life and how you want to be feeling, then let's reframe it. And how do you reframe something? Sit down and look at the negative statement and it might be, I don't know, you look horrible in that skirt. So how would I reframe that? I could say, I'm kind to my body. Or I love my body, I've just had a baby. I'm grateful for my body. If I wanted to reframe, you know, a thought that said something along the lines of um, you're not smart enough to do this or you failed, this is a good one, you failed before, so of course, you know, you'll fail again, then I'd write that down and I'd reframe it to say that one time I didn't achieve what I wanted, but that was just one time. Past is the past, future is the future. I've learned from that, anything along those lines, however you see it as a reframe, okay? It's what would you like to tell yourself instead of this? So if you are at that stage, write out some reframes of your regular thought patterns that you interrupt, keep those notes there, use your start method, and then reframe your thought. But if you're not there at the reframing yet, then intervene that thought pattern and use your mantra. I am safe. Thought is not a fact. Whatever you have decided that your mantra is. So I mentioned there was three techniques I was going to share with you. So the first one that we spoke about is the stop method. The second one we just spoke about is the mantra or the reframing. And the third thing that I want to share with you is challenging. Have the courage to challenge your anxious thoughts. Now, you could do this through a journaling process, 
okay, where you chunk down what's the worst that could happen. What is the actual fear here? What is the story I'm telling myself? As something I ask my clients all the time, I try not to say, what are you thinking? But I'll say, what's the story your mind is telling you right now? Because it's always a story and it's not necessarily 100% factual. It's, again, an interpretation. It's a perception. It's all put together by how we see the world, how we navigate the world and how we know how to keep ourselves safe. So challenge your thoughts. Ask yourself, where is the evidence? Is that really true? What evidence do I have that this is going to happen? And if there is something that has happened in your past that, you know, does make you believe that something is true, for example, you know, I'm not safe in the car because I had a car accident. Your brain will be saying, yeah, I've got that evidence because of that car accident. So then you know that that's where you need to do your work. That's where you focus your personal growth work on. That's where you focus your trauma healing. That's where you go and use your EFT tapping to go through that event, go through and release any remaining emotions, any remaining beliefs around that event so that you can then move forward with that thought, not holding any emotional significance in your subconscious. So that's what you do if your thought actually does have evidence that is backing it. You use that as the indication of what you need to actually go through and work on. And don't put it off. Don't put it off. Tapping is so simple. And for a lot of smaller things like conversations that people might have had with you or things that maybe you've witnessed, um, things that aren't highly traumatizing, do it by yourself. You can grab my free beginner's guide and you can do it by yourself. Okay, you don't need to go and see somebody. If it is something that is traumatizing, I do recommend working with a practitioner, whether that be me or whether that be somebody else, because we are trained to keep you out of the trauma. We are trained to keep you safe and above it. But otherwise, yeah, that's sort of what I would say is my third strategy is to challenge those thoughts. What's the evidence? Why am I thinking this? Is this even true? And a lot of the time you're going to go, "Mm, actually, that's just a thought that I had. Actually, it's not true. Actually, I think I've been telling myself this story since I was five years old. Or since that one time that somebody laughed at me in the classroom when I got an answer wrong and I have been telling this story since then. So I would love to know your thoughts on these thought interventions. These are just three really simple ones, three of my favorites to share. Go and try them. Go and try using the stop method, using your mantra, challenging your thoughts. And let me know how that goes for you. You can get me on Instagram at inspiredlife.byjessicaann. And I love to hear from you guys. I love hearing your stories. So please reach out to me if you have any questions. And if you would like to get in and do the deep work with some support so that you can freely move forward with your life and hopefully leave anxiety, unnecessary anxiety behind, 
then reach out to me and let's have an initial consultation and see how we might be able to do that together. If you also are struggling with overcoming your anxious thoughts, I do have an ebook that you can download. I think it's around $17 and it is just linked in the show notes and it's also on my website. So if you're wanting to do some self-help type work and start moving through analyzing some of these thought patterns that you are having, then you could definitely start from there as well. Next week, guys, we are starting the Despite My Anxiety series. I have three beautiful guests lined up. They are all mums. They are all women in business. They all have anxiety. They all have experience with anxiety that has rocked them to the core. And they are here to share how they are overcoming that or have overcome came and they are also going to share the things that they have accomplished in the, maybe in their family life, maybe in their business, the things they've been able to move through and do despite their anxiety. This is going to be such an amazing series. It is a three-part series starting next Wednesday. It will be available on all of the platforms that you guys listen to me on. So make sure that you subscribe if you're on Spotify or Google or iTunes. Make sure you subscribe so you know next week when the Despite My Anxiety series kicks off with the beautiful Camry Hill. Until next week, have an amazing week. You've been listening to Inspired Wellness with Jessica. If you loved what you heard today, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. If you know someone who would love to hear all about this topic, make sure you share this episode on your socials and tag me at inspiredlife.byjessicaann. You can get in touch with me through my website, www.inspiredlifecollective.com.au. Thank you for tuning in and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.